<laughs> Good morning. Can we appreciate the band? They did a great job with the music this morning. Let's, let's appreciate them. That's beautiful music. And uh, if we were back in Ghana, we would even take out our handkerchiefs and just wave and, and dance around and celebrate the goodness of God. Yes. Um, yes, there are some brothers and sisters here who have been to Ghana uh, and they have come out and served with us. I saw Rochelle. Is anybody else apart from Rochelle here uh, this morning? Rochelle, can, can I see your wave? Okay. <laughs> together. Thank you, Rochelle, for coming. She came and danced in Ghana. Um, I bring you greetings from uh, my wife is here, our children, and our grandchild. Uh, Stan, are you there? Something is supposed to come up on the board. We are supposed to see a photograph of uh, our family. I know Stan will do the magic. He is very good. Uh, yes, uh, the most important person in that photo is our grandchild, Ayram. Uh, he is one year old, and we are very proud of him. Uh, and, of course, our children and our son-in-law. But uh, we arrived here last night, and we thank you for your hospitality. This is about my 10th visit to Savannah, my, the first for my wife. And we are here to say thank you to you in person for praying for us and for giving to the work that we do, for allowing us to be part of the Compassion family. Through our work for God together, this year, Ghana Christian Mission has baptized 200 new converts and over 25,000 patients have been treated in our clinics. 300 school children at the Faithway Academy are receiving Christ-filled, excellent education. In partnership with you, we have drilled two wells to provide vital, clean drinking water for communities way back in the rural areas. And we are in partnership. We feed my starving children. Some of you have probably given to that organization. And we have served 2 million meals full of nutrition to help the rural children have balanced diets. Once again, we say thank you to you for partnering with us so that we can show the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, in Ghana, and we know you do it all over the world, as they've said in the announcement. The text for our message this morning is 1 John 4, 18 to 21. If you have your Bible, you can turn to it. If not, you can just read on the, on the screen. 
And it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God but hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This passage contrasts two powerful forces in this life which every individual must deal with or we are dealing with these forces at one point or another in our lives. Love versus fear. We are told in this passage to choose love over fear. And then he says, we are to translate our love for God into our love for our brothers and sisters, our love for our husbands, our wives, our parents, our siblings, our co-workers, those in our community. If we love God, truly through our singing, through reading his word, through taking the communion, through giving to him, that must show in how we love others, those he places in our lives near and far. In order for us to choose love over fear, we must first and foremost understand that Perfect love comes from God. Perfect love comes from God. Because when we go back to the text, 1 John, and we read verse, from verse 16. I don't know whether that is on the screen. You have it? 1 John and chapter 4, verse 16. It says that, and so we know and rely on the love of God that he has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us. God is love. We have to understand that the love of God is unsearchable. When he says God is love, what does that mean? Number one, it means his love is unsearchable. And one of my favorite passages is Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. And we should have this one in the good news, one of my favorite passages. It says that I ask God from the wealth of his glory to give you power through his spirit to be strong in your inner selves 
And I pray that Christ will make his home in your hearts through faith. I pray that you may have your roots and foundation in love so that together with all God's people may have the power to understand how broad and long, how high and deep is Christ's love. Yes, may you come to know his love, although it can never be finally known, and so be completely filled with the very nature of God. And so be completely filled with the very nature of God. How profound and deep is this? That you and I this morning, through coming to know the love of God, to understand it, can be filled with the very nature, the fullness of God. That just blows my mind away. When we begin to understand this deep love of God, we realize that he loves the unlovable. Perfect love comes from him. It means he loves the unlovable. In Romans 5, 8, the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his own love towards us that Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For me, this verse defines the meaning of love. When I say love, different things pass through your mind. It may be romantic love, the eros that husbands have for wives, filial love, brotherly love. From that we have the city of Philadelphia, all kinds of love. But God's love is agape. And it is not just a feeling, an emotion towards somebody. It's a combination of the strongest feeling and rationality, a choice. Where God says, even though we are dead in sin, we are dirty and unlovable, he chose, he chooses to love you, to love me, despite everything we've done. That is agape. That's what it means to say that God is love. He loves the unlovable. But not only that, when we say perfect love comes from God, we are saying that he cares for all in creation. God cares for all in creation. In Matthew 5, 43 to 48, our Lord Jesus Christ talks about love. 
at the apex, the highest expression of it, a big challenge for us. And he says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be the children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you not even, are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you Greet only your own people. What are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. God cares for all. He doesn't discriminate. The rain does not fall for only the Christians. His love is so big, so deep, so unsearchable that even those who speak evil against him, he still cares for them and he's waiting for them to realize his love, for them to begin to respond. Perfect love comes from God. We see it in the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. He tells us in John 15, 9 to 17, but I want to really focus on verse 13. Our Lord Jesus Christ, talking of love and why he came to the earth and died so we could have communion. He says, as the Father has loved me, or as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's command and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business, period. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. This is my command, love each other. My brothers and sisters, can we appreciate, think, 
feel and reflect on the depth of God's love for us this morning. We can truly not totally comprehend it. But let's think. And if we do that, how can we respond to such a great positive regard that God has towards us? If we begin to understand how he looks at us, then we must choose love instead of fear. Because fear is an enemy of love. Fear is an enemy of love. There are many definitions and types of fear. I do not have the time to go into all of them, but you may have heard of the fear of death, fear of rejection, the fear of the unknown, fear of failure. Some people have fear of heights, fear of dark places, fear of demons and evil spirits, which is what we face in Africa a lot because of the voodoo and all the fetish and the demonic activities, the occult, fear of enemies, etc. What is fear? Fear is an emotional response induced by a perceived threat which causes a change in our brain and other organ functions as well as in our behavior. Fear leads us to hide, to run away, or to freeze in our shoes. In a way, it is a normal reaction that protects us by alertness of danger and prepares us to deal with whether the real or perceived threat. In the Bible, the fear of God is to hold him in awe, in reverence, to give him the highest respect and honor that we can give anyone. This is a good, positive fear that all of us must have. But 2 Timothy 1.7 talks about the fear that we should not have. It says that we are not given the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and self-discipline. The spirit of fear and timidity does not come from God. This morning, we are to choose love over fear. We can overcome fear by trusting God completely to make all things well. God knows the end from the beginning. The unknown future is known to him. As believers in Jesus Christ, to trust him is to be an overcomer. In Christ, 
We are more than conquerors. In this life, there are many risks of loving. Our love may be rejected. We may be accused of having false motives for loving. But our Lord Jesus Christ is telling us directly, I am not saying it. It's not the pastors of this church saying it. It comes from Jesus Christ himself that he gives us a command. We should love one another. Love each other. Now, as we are here this morning, Jesus is saying, whatever barrier may be in your heart, in your mind, towards having a positive regard to your spouse, to your parents, to your children, to your brothers and sisters, extended family, to those you work with, your friends, and even your enemies, people you know who hate you, who may be speaking evil of you, framing things up, and really trying to bring you down and, and defame you. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, is telling us to open up our lives so he would fill us with his power that we would have positive regard towards those people. All those barriers can be broken down because even though we were very negative and very antagonistic towards him, even though we abused him, he still had positive regard for us. He died for us. Compassion, love may move you to give sacrificially of your finances and your properties or your time to the work of God. And that may happen here in, uh, in the Compassion Church in Savannah or some of your giving through this faith promise will go globally. And that trust in God will help you overcome the fear of financial insecurity. If I give this money during the faith promise, what will happen to me a year from now? Today, Jesus is assuring us that he has provided for us already and he will guide us he will provide for us in the future. And so what needs to be done for him by faith, we, know to we need to show that love. You may want to respond to God's love by joining the staff of compassion. You may want to volunteer for the children's ministry 
or the singles ministry or feeding program. There are all kinds of uh, programs available. And it's only love that will move you to give of your time, your talent, or your treasure. When we choose love, we do not think only of ourselves and what benefits us or what we can get from God, but we think of how we can be a blessing unto others, that as God pours into us, we want to be an outlet of love, of hope to others. We are to choose love. Or you may be willing because you are seeing this great love of God to join one of the teams that will go around the world 2017 or 2018 every year. Compassion sends out these people. That's a global encounter that will be happening. There may be the fear, I do not know what will happen when I go to the Philippines or when I go to Papua New Guinea or when I come to Ghana. But when we look at Jesus as our standard and what he did for us, what he continues to do for us, the perfect love casts out all fear. We totally entrust our lives into his hands. He has the whole world in his hands. And if he sends us out to go and bear fruit, we are willing to go. One of my greatest satisfactions in doing ministry in Ghana since 1987 is to encounter people who overcome the fear of demons and ancestral worship and demonic activity and people who say yes to the love of God. When we go out to these communities and the church planters I work with, uh, there are 26 of them, and we learn the languages of the people and we bring the good news of Jesus to them, when they see the love of Jesus Christ demonstrated practically in the clean water we give, uh, in the feeding programs, in the different ways that the love of God is demonstrated. Some of these idol worshippers would say, from this point in my life, I want to trust Jesus. I'm willing for you to burn all my idols and all the fetish items I have, set fire to them, and I want to follow Jesus and to follow Jesus alone. Nothing warms my heart better than that. That is total trust. Indeed, the enemy is real and is wicked. But in 1 John 5, 18, the Bible says that he who is born of God does not continue to sin, and the evil one cannot harm him. The evil one cannot harm him. That is the trust of those people who move from the other worship and they come to Jesus. They are not afraid to die. 
This morning, I there some idols that we need to burn in our lives and to trust completely only in Jesus and to put our future in his hands the way he did with his father. We are called upon to choose love instead of fear. The fear freezes us and we want to be in our comfort zone. We want to be protected. But Jesus says, trust me. And what I have put in you, what I have empowered you to, to do, as a teacher, you can go out to that school in Mexico, in Chile, in Peru, in Ecuador, and I'm with you to make impact. As a nurse or doctor or pharmacist, join that team and go out to Haiti, and I'm with you, I'll protect you. As an accountant, as a, a volunteer in any area, everybody has something to give in love because of what Christ has given each and every one of us. And so as we come face to face with his love every day, as we have just come face to face with his love in this service, through the songs and through the communion, how are we going to respond? Let us always thank God for his indescribable love, which remains a shining standard for us to aspire to. Let us open up our hearts, minds, and souls for his spirit to refill us with the power to understand and choose love and compassion over fear. Tremendous joy will be our portion as God multiplies our love and turns it to hope and transformation in individuals and communities locally and globally. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I know in the Garden of Gethsemane, you chose love over fear. When you were encountered with the psychological shock of carrying our sins, the sins of the whole world, and you felt like the Father had abandoned you and you had to go on that cross. You chose love. You laid it all out for us. We thank you. Right now, you know each and every one of us and where we are with the fears that are freezing us, that are making us run away from your will for us. We pray your spirit may come over each and every one of us. 
if we need to give our lives to you, Lord, give us the courage, the boldness, trusting in you. Because indeed, you have the whole world in your hands. If you call upon us today to step out in faith and take that ministry in the church or volunteer or to go to the mission field, help us to trust you. Help us to love the unlovable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We pray in Jesus' name.